are in a series called Yes. Amen. Yes to breakthrough. Yes is a biblical word. Yes is simply a response word to God. Just as worship is, you know, often we think, I'm going to go up and worship the Lord. I'm going to go and and sing some songs. I'm going to go lift my hands. I'm going to go worship God as if God has got his television on watching the Olympics. You know, we go knock on his door. Hey, Lord, we're going to come worship you now. But really what worship is and the word yes is, it's a response to God. He's already talking. He's already moving. He's already wooing us. He's already blessing us. His grace is continually upon us. And when we go up to worship, what we're doing is we're responding to the Spirit of God that is calling out to us. And when we say yes to God, we're simply responding to what God is saying to us. And so yes is a faith word. Yes, yes to favor of God. Yes to breakthrough. And we're going to talk about yes to the promises of God. I don't know if you've ever been at a place in your life where you've just felt stuck. I don't know if you've ever been at a place in your life where you just felt like, am I going to go any further than this? Is this all there is? Is there anything greater? Come on. And God would say, greater is coming. All you have to do is hang on because something greater is coming. In fact, I used to love what uh, Reverend Moses Vey used to say. One time he told me, he said, listen, God is simply preparing you for what he's already got prepared for you. We'll say that again. God is simply preparing you for what he's already got prepared for you. He's not preparing something for you to move into. And when that thing is ready, then you can move into it. No, he's already got it ready. Greater is already there. God is just molding and shaping you. Come on, and I feel a shaking. I can't do it like you got. I feel a shaking. Come on. A little shaking coming. And when he shakes all that stuff off and when he molds us, when he breaks us and he puts us back together the way that we should be, then we'll be ready for what he already has ready for us. Come on. And so our our job is simply to respond, to say yes to the breakthrough. Come on, God has a breaker anointing. It's not time to give up. Come on, I feel inspired this morning. It's not time to shrink back. It's not time to sit on the sideline and not say anything. Come on, we're not going to be in that position any longer where we sit and watch the enemy do what he's going to do. I remember some years ago, a few Olympics ago, there was a a U.S. boxer, and uh, his name was Roushee Warren. And uh, he was the heavy favorite for the gold medal in boxing. And and he went into his bout, and he fought for about the first eight minutes of the fight. And then he thought he had it won, so he just relaxed. And he danced around the rest of the time, and he ended up losing the fight, losing the gold medal. And in fact, he didn't even medal at all. He was the heavy favorite to win the gold. But because he felt like he had it all together, and he shrunk back, and he just danced around, he lost everything. Come on, as Christians, we don't want to lose everything because we're sitting on the sideline watching things happen, watching life go by, 
Watching other people worship the Lord. Watching other people get their breakthrough simply because we don't say yes to it. We want to see what God is going to do. And if he does something, then we'll step into it. No, that's not the way this thing works. God already has it ready. Now it's up to you to say yes. Jump off into the thing. Come on. The water's fine. (laughs) The water's ready. You got to jump in and see how it is. Come on. Yes. To breakthrough. We're talking about this word breakthrough. It means to destroy by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about that. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. Any and all obstacles that hinder progress to advance from previous limitations. What limitations are on you? Do you feel like you're not smart enough to go to that college or to get through? Do you feel like you're not wise enough? You don't have enough experience to get that job or that promotion? What, what limitations are holding you back? Do you feel like you were born on the wrong side of the tracks? <laughs> Come on. Or you're too short or too tall or maybe too bald. Come on, somebody. What is it? What are the limitations that hold you back? Because most of those limitations are limitations you put on yourself. You look at circumstances and you look at them as limitations. But there are circumstances that you look at as limitations that God looks at as an opportunity to break through. Come on. He looks at as blessings. He blessed you with certain things and you look at it as limitations. And you know why we do that? Because we look at others and we're not like them. And we think the grass is greener. Come on. On the other side. They've got this. They've got that type of education. They were born this way. They're that smart. They use this vocabulary, whatever it may be. And we look at them. Meanwhile, they're looking at you and saying, boy, I wish I could be like that person. I wish I could be in shape like them. I wish I could eat the way that they do. I wish I thought the way that they think. We're looking at each other saying that the grass is greener on the other side. Meanwhile, we're not going anywhere. And it's right where the enemy wants us. But God is saying this morning and this day, say yes to breakthrough. We're going to move forward with the breaker anointing from Christ. That thing is Christ breaks through every obstacle, leading the captives out into new freedom. Micah 2.13 simply says this. He says, it's talking about Christ, but it says the one who breaks open will come up before them. How many know Christ goes before us? We don't have to worry about the unknown. He's already been there. We don't have to worry about, well, what is it going to, what's tomorrow going to bring? I've not ever done this before. I've not tried it. I've not done that thing. And it's a little fearful. I'm a little fearful. I'm scared of this thing. But you have to understand that Christ, he has a breaker anointing, and he is the one that's already gone up before us. He kicked the door open, come on, and he made a way, and all we have to do is follow right in behind him. But we got to say yes to the breakthrough anointing. Come on. He passes through the gate. He goes out by it. Their king, our king, Christ, with the breaker anointing will pass before them. He will pass before us. Come on. With the Lord at their head. With the Lord at our head. And guess what? There's nobody greater. Nobody greater. He breaks through 
Isaiah 10, 27 says it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away. How many need some burdens taken away from their shoulders? The yoke will be broken from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of what? The anointing oil, the Holy Spirit of God. No spirit, no breakthrough. This is what we have to realize. You must have the Holy Spirit. No anointing oil, no breakthrough. If you're at a place where you feel like I'm just stuck in this thing and it seems like I can't get through, recheck. Put a dipstick in your spirit. Come on, somebody, and see if the Holy Spirit is full in there. And if not, you need to go to him. Lay on your face before him. You need to participate. Come on, in worship. So many people want a breakthrough. They want God to do something. But when it's time to worship, their hands are down by their side. They don't sing a song because they don't like the song. They're thinking about other things. The enemy's got so many things on your mind. My car's not working. I got to take it to the shop. This person was talking about me at work. I got to fix the air conditioning. I got to do this. All these things are on your mind. Meanwhile, God is saying your breakthrough is here in worship. If you would simply lift your hands, if you would open your mouth and you with your heart you will begin to worship me that's where your breakthrough is but we sit on the side he says i have the low i the lord have called you into righteousness i'm trying to bring you up to where i am i'm sick and tired of coming down to where you are to fix messes come on why don't you say yes grab my hand and let me bring you up to where i am then we'll be walking on water come on Jesus goes before us, Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with what? The Holy Spirit and with what? Power. Come on. Power who went about doing good, healing all who are oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. No spirit, no power. No worship, no spirit. Come on. No spirit, no power. No worship, no spirit. We need to worship the Lord. We come up with all these ways to break through. I'm going to get a loan. I'm going to give that person a piece of my mind. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to get my spreadsheet out on my computer, and I'm going to figure all these things out. I'm going to do all this stuff, and all we need to do really is to get into worship with the Lord. And he'll give you all those ideas. Maybe you do need to go to the spreadsheet, but go to the Lord first because he knows how to manipulate the spreadsheet. Come on, somebody. Go to the Lord first. He knows how to tell you who to go talk to. Come on. He's the breaker, and he has the breaker anointing with him. Isaiah 61.1 says this, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, Jesus said, uh, because the Lord has anointed me, here we go, anointed me with the Holy Spirit, that anointing oil. I have that breaker anointing to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken to proclaim liberty, you are free, liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. You feel bound, I can't go anywhere, guess what? The one with the breaker anointing is here to loose the chains, to break the yoke. Come on, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke to the pulling down of strongholds. There is no stronghold that the enemy has over you that is stronger than God. That's stronger than the breaker anointing. 
In fact, even if you fall short, even if you should sin, guess what? All you got to do is turn to him. I'm not making light of sin, but what I'm telling you is get up out of that thing, turn to God, say, I repent. And guess what? Where sin does abound, grace does that much more abound. His grace is there for you to wash you clean, even whiter than snow. Come on. God wants to break that thing in your life. I want to give you nine quick breakthroughs that we need. Nine quick breakthroughs that we need in our life. Number one, the breaker anointing is upon us to break into a new season in our life. A new season. Now let me tell you what I'm talking about here when we talk about a new season in your life. First Peter 5 and 6 says this. Some of you know it. It says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he might what? Exalt you. Exalt you in due time. Now, that word time there is a very interesting word. There are two Greek words uh, that translate into this word time. Two words. One is chronos and one is kairos. You ever heard those words before? Chronos simply means, it comes from the word chronological. It means just time, moment to moment, moving in a linear direction. Minutes, hours, days, weeks, come on, months, years, decades, centuries. That's what chronos means. Kairos, that is also interpreted here, it means the right or opportune moment. It, it really speaks to an opportunity or a season. It's within a timed season in your life. We need to understand that God will work out his purposes and he will bring opportunities and bring some kingdom open doors and he'll do some things in your life in that Kairos moment. It's a moment where God, God's time crosses your time because you're just going linear. You're just moving through time. Whether you, whether you have a great day, whether you have a bad day, time just keeps on going. Come on, Kronos just moves forward. And Kronos doesn't care about anything. Season, rain, no rain, snow, sun, whatever may happen, Kronos just keeps moving. And so you can get up every day and just keep moving, no matter what you do. Go to work, don't go to work. Go to school, don't go to school. Be married, not. Whatever it is that you do, you just go through life. God created Kronos for a purpose, for measurement and for judgment. But he didn't create Kronos for purpose. Purpose is where Kairos comes in. Some of us need to allow God's Kairos to cross our Kronos. Come on. But what we do without saying yes to the breakthrough, all we're doing is moving forward with Kronos. And the Kairos keeps coming, but we're not saying yes to the breakthrough. Come on. But the moment we turn and say yes to the breakthrough, God's kairos will cross our chronos and some kingdom things will break through. Come on. Because it's the season. It's the opportunity. It's the kairos of God. God doesn't want you to simply mark off the days on your calendar and live in time. God wants you to fulfill your kairos purpose. Come on. Within your chronos time. So that you'll make the most of the seasons that God has given you. God told Israel, do not miss my time of visitation. In fact, he told him, you missed your time. Come on. You missed your time of visitation. You missed your kairos. Kronos keeps going. 
but you missed your kairos. And so we have to be able to recognize it. Some of us are able to recognize kairos moments before. Some of us are able to be in the moment and recognize this is a Kairos moment, that God is doing something. Some of us go through the other side of it and we look back and say, wow, that was a Kairos moment. I guess it really doesn't matter as long as you recognize the Kairos moment. Realize it. And I'll go back to, if you're not worshiping the Lord, come on, this is where, this is where the, the floodgates are open. This is where the conduit, the line of communication is open. This is where you can get revelation. This is where you can understand what God is doing. This is where you can understand and see the Kairos moment during your time of worship with the Lord. Worship doesn't mean you have to be in church singing a song. Abraham told his people, me and the boy are going to worship. You know what he was doing? A lot of people say he was going to kill his son. I'm going to tell you what he was doing. He was obeying God. That's what he was doing. Killing his son was just something that God said. But it doesn't matter what God said. It's that he was obeying God. That's worship. If you're obeying God, you're worshiping. If you're obeying God, you're able to hear. Okay, Lord, is this a Kairos moment? Which way should I go? Left or right? And you'll know clearly. I've had a lot of people tell me, you know, I just don't, God doesn't speak to me. It just seems like I don't hear from God. Other people say, oh, yeah, God told me this and God told me that. I mean, some of that's a little overrated. Come on. <laughs> Come on, some people. Uh, but anyway, but, uh, but listen, and then other people will say, well, God never speaks to me. God just doesn't say anything. I just, I don't hear from him. It's because they're looking for a big booming voice from the sky or they want to be walking down the street and see the tree on fire. Now God is speaking to them. No, God has given us his spirit. He's written his law on our hearts. And God is always speaking. Come on. Sometimes we're just not listening. And I bet if you were to ask God, God, why is it that you don't speak to me? God would say, I'm always speaking. You're not listening. You'd have to say, well played, Lord. Well played. Okay, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Well played. God is always speaking to us. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, To everything there is a season and there is a purpose. There's a time for every purpose under the... There is a kairos for every purpose under the heaven. Don't miss your kairos moment because you're caught up. Come on. In your chronos. We get caught up in chronos, and it causes us to miss our kairos. God is speaking. God wants to move. He wants to break through. I, there was a time in my life, not too long ago, where I was, I was just thinking, boy, I mean, is this, is this all there is to it? Is, it seems like I'm stuck in this rut. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm spinning my wheels like the hamster in the wheel. And that's all I'm doing. You know, you get up, go to work, you do your thing, you read your word, you pray, you worship. But it just seems like the same thing over and over. You know, you pay your bills, same bills. Seems like things don't get paid off when you want to pay them off. It just seems like you can't go forward. And you just start feeling sorry for yourself. Come on. I know none of you have ever been through that. You know, you, you guys are always up. You know, so for some of us, sometimes we're up, sometimes we're down almost level to the ground. Come on. But I know you guys are always up. But I know some people go through it sometimes. And the enemy starts working with your mind. 
And, and you start thinking, boy, is, you know, what's going to happen? I mean, I might as well just live out my days. You know, I mean, what's going on? I mean, I, you know, I'm happy some days. I'm not happy other days. And, you know, what, what's the deal? And here's the thing. You have to look in the mirror and ask yourself, and this is what I did. What are you going to do with this now? What are you going to do with it? Because there's three things you could do. One is you could just give up. You could jump off of a curb. That's about as high as I would get. I wouldn't jump out of a window. But. Or you could just give up and say, I'm not going to do anything else. That's it. Or you could say, all right, you know what? I'm just going to live life. I was at that point one time in my life, too. I love the Lord now. Don't get me wrong. It's not, this is not making me not love the Lord. You know, I ain't just dumb and stupid. I might be dumb some days, stupid other days, but I ain't going to be dumb and stupid. All right. So I, I, I love the Lord, and I want to go to be with the Lord when it's all over in the new Jerusalem on the new earth. I know everybody says they want to go to heaven, but I want to go wherever God is, whatever you believe. I just want to be with the Lord. Okay? And so I'm not going to give that up. But I just don't feel like going through all this stuff every day. I don't feel like going to church every Sunday, listening to them people. Come on. I don't feel like doing all this stuff. I know I've, I've told this, uh, you know, corny joke before, but it reminds me of, of the thing where the guy was in his bed. It reminds me of me. I had to confess. The guy was in his bed, and it was Sunday morning. His wife came in and said, hey, get up. You got to go to church today. He said, I don't feel like it. She said, you must. You have to go to church today. He said, why do I have to? I don't feel like going to church today. Can I not miss a Sunday? She said, no, you're the pastor. <laughs> Some days you just don't feel like doing it. Come on. I mean, if you're going to be honest, if you're going to stop lying to people, come on. There's some days you just don't feel like it. And so you can just live out your chronos and say, you know what? I'm just going to live. You know, I go to church sometimes. Maybe I miss a few Sundays, whatever it might be. But I read my Bible every once in a while. I'm saved and secure, and I'll just go to heaven at the end of it all. And then never feel any Kairos moments. Never fulfill your purpose for being on this earth. You may as well not have been born if you're going to do that. Come on now. I'm being serious this morning. You may as well not have been born if that's what you're going to do. Or you can say, you know what? I'm going to stand up. I'm going to break out of this thing. And I'm going to say yes to the breakthrough of the Kairos. Come on. Lord, I don't know what I can do. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't feel it in my heart. I don't feel it in my body. But I trust you because I know that greater is coming. I might not be able to create greater, but God has it already. And all I can do is trust and obey for there is no other way to be what? Happy in Jesus than what? Trust and obey. Yeah, some of y'all don't know that song. I know. We're going to work it in. We worked in Love Lifted Me this morning. We, we work in Trust and Obey. It's just an old hymn. But there's no other way than to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. Come on. Paul told the Galatians, let us not grow weary while well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. The breaker anointing is an anointing that breaks through every challenge and it will allow us to go into that new season in our life. Number two, the breaker anointing is upon us to break off spiritual layers of bondage that limit us. How many know the enemy will put some spiritual layers of bondage on you? He'll get you, <clears throat> excuse me, he'll get you into some tradition. Come on, he'll get you into a certain way of thinking. And so you feel like I'm doing the right thing. You don't believe me? Ask the Apostle Paul. 
Come on. Paul was killing Christians, killing, murdering Christians. That's what Paul was doing and thought he was doing the right thing. I'm working for Yahweh, the Lord. I'm killing Christians. Those are spiritual layers of bondage because you have blinders on your eyes and you're not moving with the cloud. Come on. You're caught up again in that chronos. And God is speaking. I'm moving. I'm doing some things different. No, my principles have not changed. Yes, you must still believe in your heart that Jesus died uh, for your sins. You must still confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, that God raised him. on the. All of, none of that has changed. But guess what? I'm doing some things different. We sing different songs today. We do some things a little different. People dress a little differently. Guess what? That's okay. Uh, you, you're not going to be kept out of heaven because you dress a little differently than the way we used to dress in the 60s. Come on. Things are a little different. If you don't want to dress that way, you dress a different way. You don't talk about them, they won't talk about you. But we need to move with how God is moving. We do things a little, now we use a little media. Come on. It's all right. Sometimes there's videos. It'll be okay. It's all right. Don't worry about it. I know we need to guard against relationships. I mean, I'm big with that. Sometimes you just, I mean, like my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter, you know, we, uh, I'll call her, she won't answer. I'll call her, she won't answer. I'll text her, she texts me right back. And then I text her back and say, call me right now <laughs> on the phone. I want to hear your voice <laughs> so we can talk. <laughs> I don't know if it's you texting me or someone else texting me. I don't know what's going on. And then if I, really, if I really get fancy, I might FaceTime her. I want to see your face. And then if I can't get you, you're not that far. I might just drive over there and surprise you. Where are you? Come on. So we cannot lose that relationship piece of it. We know that. But listen, God, we got to keep up. God moves in different ways. It's all right. It's all right. I mean, when I grew up, boy, if I, if I wore this to church, I'll be honest with you. If I wore this to church, first of all, I get a whooping, my mother, okay? Then I get talked about, number two. And then, number three, I couldn't dress myself anymore. My mother be dressing me the rest of the year. Come on. But guess what? God is still in the house. God is still moving. God is still breaking through. He's still blessing. His anointing is still here. Come on. He's still saving. He's still delivering. He's still healing despite the red shirt. Come on. God is able to do it. <laughs> there is no red shirt greater than the love of God. Just leave you with that. Come on. Judges 6 eight says that the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel who said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up out of Egypt and I brought you up out of the house of bondage. Stay in bondage no more. Now, all of a sudden, it becomes a choice because God opened the door. God made a way. All we have to do is respond to that thing. But a lot of us stay in the bondage because we're afraid to say yes. And, uh, and also, we need to understand that like uh, the Israelites in Egypt, they wanted to go back to Egypt. Come on, when things got a little scary. Why? It was terrible there. They were in bondage there, but they were used to it. Some of us get used to things, and that's what the spiritual layers of bondage will do to us. It'll get us used to the way things are, puts us in the status quo. Come on. And we won't go anywhere missing Kairos. 
Number three, the breaker anointing is upon us to break through the gates and doors that God has set before us. What does that mean? Isaiah 45, 2, he says, I will go before you. I'm making you a promise. And I will make the crooked paths straight. Because I know you get up. And that's what I was doing. I was getting up and I was looking. I was going, man, this thing looks crooked. I mean, I don't know if I want to go out. I just stay here in the house. Because I know I would like to get there. I know I would like to get that degree. I know I would like to start that business. I know I would like to buy that house. But getting from here to there looks a little crooked. Because first I saw it and I said, oh yeah, I can get there. Then people started telling me what I had to do. You got to fill out this form. You got to come up with these uh, tax forms. You got to give me seven years of your last seven years taxes. Come on. I don't even know where that stuff is. Then you got to do this. Then I got to do that. Then you got to get a recommendation letter. Then you got to go to the bank. Then your mom's got to vouch for you. Then you got to give up one of your kids. And you, gotta, and you say, How, I'm not, this, that looks a little crooked. It looks a little crooked. I mean, I got five of them, so one of them I probably could. But it's a crooked way to go. But God promises. He says, I'll go before you, and I'll make the crooked way straight but he's saying this is what i need you to do first i need you to say yes will you go i'm not going to make the crooked way straight unless you say yes i'll go and you know what your yes includes your yes includes this that's saying yes because just saying yes with your mouth anybody can talk i heard a lot of people i know you have too i've heard a lot of people talk a lot of people said a lot of things and nothing happened come on so god's heard you talk before God wants you to say, yes, yes, I'll go. Take a step. And when you take a step, all of a sudden, the first one straightens up a little bit. You say, oh, that's straight. Then you take a second step. Oh, the second one straightened up. And the more you begin to step, come on, you'll see that the crooked ways become straight. I love this scripture here, Isaiah 58, 6. He says, is this not the fast that I've called you to? A lot of times when we read this scripture, we focus on the fast. How do you fast? How are we supposed to fast? What do you give up? You know, and, but he says, is this not the fast I have, I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness? Come on, to undo the heavy burdens, Isaiah 58, 6. All right, to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. Not one yoke of bondage will be left. You will break every yoke. That's the fast that I've called you to. What are we fasting for? Why do we, I want to hear from the Lord. I want to go into the heavenlies. I just need to hear, should I marry this person or should I take that job? But God is saying, look, I'm ready to break free some things. I'm ready to break free the yoke of bondage. Come on. I'm ready to break through so you can go through the gate right behind me. You can go right through behind me. Isaiah 58, 8, two verses later says, Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Anybody ever, some of you are not morning people, I know. I'm a morning person. Sometimes I wake up, especially in the summer. You wake up in the morning and the sun is shining, birds are singing. So guys, I'll break through like the morning. Some of you are not morning people, you're missing it. You're missing out. That's all right. You'll get it one day. Your healing shall spring forth speedily, he says. And your righteousness, your righteousness, the righteousness that I've given you, I don't impute sin unto you, God says, but I impute unto you righteousness. And then he says, that righteousness, now your righteousness that I've given you, that will go before you. 
Your righteousness shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Woo! Your righteousness will be before you, and the glory of the Lord. So no, the devil can't even sneak up on you. Come on. Sometimes he wants to let you go past, and he tries to sneak behind you. But guess what? You can't sneak the glory of the Lord back there. Don't even worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's the glory. It's back there. The breaker anointing is on us uh, to break through the gates and doors God has set before us. And then number four, the breaker anointing is upon us to break open something that has been closed or shut off. You ever been at a time in your life, maybe you're there now, where you feel like something just is sh it's done. I had my opportunity. The kairos came. I missed it. And so it's just, it's over with. My time for getting married is past. My time for getting a college degree, that's over with. My time for starting a business, uh, you know, I should have done that when I was young, when I was in my 20s or whatever it might be. That's, that's done and over with. My time for making the team, I can't do that anymore. Uh, it's done and over with. I don't know if you've ever felt that way. Been there too. Come on, no matter how young or old you are, been there as well. But guess what? God is saying, uh, look, Kairos, uh, my Kairos is, is always fresh. I'm always ready for a Kairos moment. I don't care. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care who's come against you. And I don't care how old you are. I can still throw a Kairos. Boom. Come on. And it won't matter. It can break some doors that have been closed or shut off. Even if you shut them off yourself. I put myself in this situation. Come on. I said some things. I burned bridges. Come on. Nobody in here ever burned a bridge. I burned some bridges, I said some stuff, I did some stuff. Whatever it might be, you shut it yourself. But it's not greater than the power of God. He's able to build up. In fact, God loves coming in where people have messed some stuff up. And he comes in and fixes it all up. God loves to do that. Now, don't go breaking stuff so God can do it now, you know. That's like what Paul told us. He said, well, why did you just sin? God forbid. That's not going to prove the grace of God. That's just going to get you a whooping. But God loves to come in. If you turn to him, Lord, I done messed the thing up. I, done, I don't know what happened. Divorce, uh, whatever, I dropped out of school, I, whatever it is, I quit the job, got fired, stole something, whatever it might be. But if you turn to him with your heart toward him in worship, with your hands out, saying, yes, Lord, yes to this breakthrough, to break something open that has been closed. God says, yes, Kairos. You say yes to God, he says yes to you. Yes and amen are what comes out of his mouth. John 7, 37 and 38. On the last day, the great, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, if anyone thirsts. What is he saying? Don't keep your head down. I know you're walking like this. You got your head down because you, you mess some stuff up. But he said, let him come to me. Let him drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow living, rivers of living water. He'll bring it alive again. There's been something that's dead in you. I, forget about it. I've tried it, and I'm just done with it. God will wake that thing up if you'll say yes. And he'll break open those doors. Number five, the breaker anointing is upon us to expand our borders and bring increase beyond what we can see. God wants to bring increase to us. Come on. He's able to do exceeding abundantly 
above a little bit that we can ask or think. A few things that we can ask or think. All that we can ask or think. That ought to really blow your mind. That ought to bake your noodle. Come on. I mean, you can think of some good stuff. I can think of some things. Come on. But he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. He wants to expand your borders and bring increase beyond what you can even see. Now look at it. Watch it now. For his purpose. Because seek ye first the kingdom of God. First, first, first. And then all these things will be added unto you. Genesis 28, 14, he said, also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You can't even imagine it. You shall spread abroad, he told Abraham, to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth, guess what? Shall be blessed above all that you can ask or think. Number six, he says, the breaker anointing is upon us to bring us into a new place of encouragement and spiritual refreshing. He wants to refresh us, stagnant, stuck, depressed. Come on. He wants to refresh us. And it's possible to be refreshed no matter what. He's able to do it. Isaiah 35, 6 and 7, the lame shall leap like a deer. And the tongue of the dumb shall sing. Come on. In other words, another version says, the lame shall leap and dance, and those who cannot speak will shout for joy. It says, streams of water will flow through the desert. The burning sand will become a lake, and dry land will be filled with springs. The thing that you look out and you say, is dry land. That's dust. Nothing can grow there. He says, I'll bring into it springs of water. That place where jackals used to live. Marsh grass and reeds will begin to grow. All God has to do is speak to it. He can speak to it. Can these bones live? Come on. Speak to it. Allow God to speak to it through you. For you have the word in your mouth, the Lord says this morning. The word is in your mouth. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness, don't do it for your own satisfaction. Come on. But guess what? Here's the key to that thing. If you do it for his purpose and his satisfaction, your purpose and your satisfaction will be filled. Because he knows. Come on. Above all that you can ask or think. The breaker anointing is upon us to break forth into new levels of worship. And we talked about this. That release the power of God. He's able to break through. You ever come into worship and stuff is on your mind? You're trying to think about the Lord. Or a moment you have a God thought, something else comes into your mind. Maybe you're driving in your car and all of a sudden you get a revelation about something. And you start thinking about the Lord or about his word. And all of a sudden then you think, oh yeah, but you know what? We got to do that other thing tomorrow. Something else comes into your mind. And it distracts you. God is able to break that thing so that that way you can, have, you can be free to worship, free to worship. And if you do that, that will release the power of God. God tells us in Isaiah 44, verse 23, Oh, sing, sing, O heavens, the Lord has done it. He says, shout, you lower parts of the earth. 
Break forth into singing, you mountains, O forest and every tree in it. For the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. Do you believe that this morning? God has done it. He's already done it. Too many of us are waiting around for the Lord to do something. Lord, do something in this situation. I'm depressed. Help me. Come on, Lord. This person, uh, it's not a good relationship. Lord, come and do something. He's already died on the cross. He's already brought the breaker anointing for you. All we need to do is say yes. Now he's put the word of life in our mouth. We need to speak the word of God to the situation. Say yes to him and begin to speak his word. Begin to speak the scripture in the situation and that thing will break forth. Sing, O heavens, be joyful, O earth, and break out into singing, O mountains. For the Lord has comforted his people and will have mercy on the afflicted. The breaker anointing is upon us to break through the enemies that stand before us. How many have some enemies before you? Come on. Some of us need to, listen, I'm telling you, some of us, we're, we're sitting on the couch on this thing. We're watching it. We're watching, we're watching it go by. We're being passive. And the devil's coming in and doing his thing. And we're saying, well, that's just the way it is. You know, I mean, I'm not really a fighter. And, you know, maybe one day God will do something. And we just, we, 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 have, we have such uh, emotions. And we, oh, Lord, and we have tears. And we are just waiting. Oh, God, you'll understand at some point, And you'll see me. And, you'll, and you see me wallowing in my misery, oh, God. And you'll come down and you'll help me. And God is saying, listen, your help is already here. There's got to come a point where you say, be anxious for nothing. But in all things, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving... Make your request be made known unto him. In other words, stop being anxious. Stand up. You need to grab that problem by the hand and begin to choke it. I'm not talking about your spouse or your friend now. But I'm talking about the, the issue. Come on, with the word of God. You need to grab that thing by the neck. You need to stand up and say no. You need to draw a line. And you need to say no to the problem and yes to the Lord. Yes to the breaker anointing. Break through those enemies that stand before us. No such word as impossible. Come on. And then the breaker anointing is upon us to break us out into new areas. Now watch this now. Of financial and business increase activated. Here it is. By our giving. Activated by our giving. God wants you to live to give. God is a giver. Come on. For God so loved the world that he, for God so loved the world that he, he so loved the world that he, he gave the greatest gift he could ever give. How could we not be givers? I'm not imploring you because I want you to give something to me or even I want you to give something to the church. I'm imploring you because your blessing, your financial breakthrough, your business breakthrough, your provision breakthrough rests in your giving, you being a giver. Giving, and it's not just money. Give of your money. Give of your time. Come on. We're talking about relationships. Give of your ear to listen. We have a lot of advice to give people. Sometimes people just want you to listen. Come on. 
Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. You know it. Honor the Lord. You're honoring the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. Don't give him the leftovers. God is not goodwill. Come on. I know. That's what we do when we're done with it. We take it down to goodwill. And that's okay because there's a lot of people that can use that thing. The, the thing that you would throw away, there's people, all right, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Right? Come on. But guess what? Your trash nor your treasure is what God wants. <laughs> he wants the first of what he already gave you. Come on now. That's what we're talking about when we talk about the tithe. I'm not going to get into that this morning. But he, we're talking about first fruits. That's where it really is. When you t- I know the tithe means tenth. But really what we're talking about when we talk about tithe is first fruits. Come on. When I get increased, the first thing I think about is the first of it goes to the Lord. Bless me with it. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all of your increase. Why? So your barns will be full. You're not going to lose anything by this. This sounds like a good deal to me. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with your first fruit. You mean to tell me, Lord, if I do that, my barns will not only have something in them, but they'll be filled with plenty. Your vats will overflow with, look, new wine. Not God doesn't give leftover either. Come on. We shouldn't give him any leftover because he doesn't give us anything leftover. Your, your vats will be filled with new wine. Come on. Second John 2, because the truth which, which abides in you and us will be with us forever. That means that this was true yesterday, it's true today, and it will always be true. Your blessings hinge on your giving. Come on. It hinges on your giving. Proverbs 10, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. He doesn't add sorrow to it. Come on. Some of us just want somebody to drop a million dollars on us. But guess what? With that million dollars comes a lot of sorrow sometimes. Oh, come on. Some of you got some family. That would need some money. That you, some of you got some friends that would be calling you up. Come on, by the time you pay off your bills, by the time you give half of it in taxes, and then depending on how, you know, how much of it, uh, if it was a gift or what it was, you, know, so all, you might not get that whole percentage either. Come on. And then you get a few things you want, go on vacation, you don't have anything left. Come on. But see, God, if you honor God with your possessions... He will provide, he will bless you, and he adds no sorrow to it. And finally, Genesis 30, 43, the man, thus the man became exceedingly prosperous and had large flocks, female, male servants, camels, and donkeys, simply because he gave his heart to the Lord and he honored the Lord with his possessions. What did Abraham do when he, when he saw the king of Salem? The king of peace. Jesus is the prince of peace and he's the king of kings. That was both. When he saw him, the first thing he did was he tithed. He honored the Lord with his possessions. God's anointing is upon us to break through. I don't know if you have some areas in your life where you need a breakthrough. I don't know if you're like me. But there's some areas in my life where I could really use a breakthrough. 
Now listen, a breakthrough is not simply, uh, you know, I'm running up against the thing, the thing gets broken, the wall comes down, and I look back and say, whoo, that was good. It was a breakthrough. Man, the thing broke. No, that's just breaking. That's not breaking through. <laughs> breakthrough means that we move forward into the thing. We're going forward. A man with his hand to the plow, looking backward, is not fit for the kingdom of heaven. But God wants us to move forward. How many want to move forward with a breakthrough?